Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011, at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to the program. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we will be talking with Claire Green, co-founder of Sandbox Summit. Plus, we will be discussing the Kids' Choice Awards and the Alvin and the Chipmunks Chipwrecked film, red carpet, concert, and DVD release. Also, we will be reviewing the new film Mirror Mirror, starring Julia Roberts and The Hunger Games. So, to start off the show, we have a very special guest who is the co-founder of Sandbox Summit, and she is Claire Green. So, how are you doing today, Claire? I'm well. Thank you, Raven, and thanks for having me on. Well, it's a pleasure to have you with us, and thank you for talking with us on the show. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about Sandbox Summit and also about your job there? Sandbox Summit is a series of conferences designed to talk about how technology affects the way kids play, learn, and connect. And you may find that an odd thing. Why? Why is technology any different? It's probably because you've grown up uh, knowing nothing but technology. And for those of us who are just a little bit older and have grown up without technology, it's a really interesting thing to study. It's a very interesting way to look at the world and see how how young people are learning in different ways, how they communicate in different ways, and how they connect. And mm-hmm. this year at Sandbox Summit, it is our third annual event at MIT, Massachusetts Institute of Technology in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And the theme this year is Going glo- going mobile, sorry, going mobile, going global, tracking the anywhere, everywhere state of play. Awesome. I think it's really cool that you're studying how technology um, affects the way kids learn and the way kids, you know, behave. Because everywhere around us, like you said, you know, I've grown up with technology and all of the kids now have just, you know, technology is what we know. Because you can't really go anywhere without being surrounded by media, you know, from cell phones to video games, um, you know, even newspapers with different media influences. So I think it's really cool that you're, you know, educating people on how to work with that and how to find the positive aspects in all of this media. So tell us a little bit about Parents' Choice Foundation and your involvement in that. Parents' Choice Foundation is a nonprofit review of quality children's media founded in 1978 by none other than my mother. Oh, wow. Was, yeah, it was really fun. Um, she was teaching a graduate uh, seminar at uh, Radcliffe 
College, which is now part of Harvard, has been for a number of years. Mm-hmm. And some of the folks in the seminar were really looking for ways to help supplement uh, young people's education. So what could they find? What kinds of, of products, what toys, what games, books, music that could help? The way I explain it most easily is the, to help bridge the classroom and the playroom. So mm-hmm. how could we find products that are fun and that help kids learn and grow and think and to see the world in a little bit of a different perspective? Mm-hmm. I see. So I understand that you co-founded Sandbox Summit with um, Wendy Smolin. So can you tell us a little bit about your background with Wendy? Sure. Wendy and I would meet at Toy Fair every mm-hmm. year. Wendy was working uh for Parents Magazine and for Nick Jr. Magazine, and she was covering toys at Toy Fair. Toy Fair in New York is the annual event for the toy industry where the companies introduce all the toys that they'll be uh, marketing and selling throughout the year. Awesome. So it is an enormous event, and we would meet in the aisles of Toy Fair, and we'd laugh, and we'd joke and we'd say, oh, did you see this? Did you see that? And we were constantly talking about how toys were changing. And in 2007 at Toy Fair, we looked at each other and said, oh my goodness, there is, there are so few toys that do not have a bell or a chip or a whistle Mm -hmm. in them. What is going on? How can we look at this? What is it that we can understand what is it that we can learn from it, and what can we help others learn from this as well? So over a, a few chocolate sundays, we, because um, <laughs> we always talk best when we're eating, uh, we decided that it would be really interesting to create a conference to, to explore these, uh, the, the questions and how technology, again, changes how young people learn. So how, mm-hmm. to, how is it you know for, from doing your homework or finding new playgrounds? We never had virtual worlds before. So we were interested, does play happen online and off? If you invent an avatar online, do young people bring those avatars into their offline play? Mm-hmm. Because play really is how kids learn. Absolutely. So, like you were saying before, um, like you were talking with Wendy, there really isn't a toy that, you know, doesn't have a microchip in it. Uh, So, what do you think will come in the future of technology and learning tools for young kids? Well, we've watched the tech tools from what was was conceived as a telephone, as Mm. a mobile telephone. We've watched that, all of us have watched that evolve into much more of a toy, a learning tool, a a gateway to playgrounds and to new opportunities. So we're watching um, a a real juxtaposition between tools and toys. And sometimes these days it's really hard for us to tell one from the other. Yeah, definitely. So we we see lots of, of traditional toys and games without chips or bells or whistles, without a tech component, that are wonderful products and mm-hmm. teach, teach kids many, many things, how to role play, uh, different play patterns that are traditional, uh, and watching how this is changing with the introduction of technology, which, as you so astutely noted, is everywhere. You cannot escape it. Absolutely. So I think as, as you and I perhaps were, were talking before the show started, Sandbox Summit is not about painting the world of technology and digital media with a broad brush of evil or good. So in and of itself, technology or tech toys will not ruin the world. They won't Mm -hmm. ruin a child. But the tech toys that are more uh, performance art are less likely to be long-lasting toys than others. Mm-hmm. If you remember uh, Tickle Me Elmo, uh-huh. the doll Tickle Me Elmo, which was really 
a very impressive piece of technology, but as a toy in and of itself, to be able to be played with in many, many ways, it was not successful. But it was very successful as, a, as an extraordinary example of what technology can do in a toy. Yeah. Well, it looks like this part of the segment, we're out of time. Claire, thank you so much for telling us all about Sandbox Summit. I really appreciate you telling us all about this. And I can't wait to find out more and, you know, um, check out more about this technology and everything about how technology affects children and their learning. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. And today we will be talking about the Kids' Choice Awards and Alvin and the Chipmunks Chipwrecked, the film, concert, and DVD release. And also we will be reviewing the new films Mirror Mirror and Hunger Games. So right now we are going to switch gears and talk about the Kids' Choice Awards, which recently happened. And we have with us Cheyenne, who attended the red carpet event for the Kids' Choice Awards. So how are you doing today, Cheyenne? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Awesome. So... How exciting that you got to go to the Kids' Choice Awards. That is such a widely viewed event that happens. So tell us a little bit about your just overall, like, how it was for you, your emotions while you were there. Were you nervous on the red carpet or, you know, what was that like for you? I was, like, ner- I was nervous because I was like, am I going to interview big stars? Am I only going to interview only one person? Am I going to interview big stars? Am I going to interview a lot of people? Mm-hmm. You always get those nerves. I'm like, oh my gosh, who am I going to see? What am I going to say? So speaking of interviewing big stars, tell us about some of the people that you interviewed and some of the big stars that you saw on the red carpet. I saw Miranda Cosgrove, the Super oh Ninja cast. I saw the Super Ninja cast. Uh, um, let me think. I saw Jeanette McCurdy, but I couldn't really interview her. Mm-hmm. And I saw Katy Perry pass through. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And she was wearing a slime T-shirt, and it looked like it was dripping down. It looked like dra- slime was just dripping down. Oh, my gosh. That's kind of <laughs> cool and gross at the same time. But, I mean, Kids' Choice Awards are filled with slime, so. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And I not the biggest slime yet. Yeah, there was, was there so much slime? Mm-hmm. So tell us about the people that you actually interviewed and how those interviews went for you. Well, when I talked to Mary Cosgrove, she was just finished with the seventh season of iCarly. Mm-hmm. And you, what was that like talking to her, you know? Um, what was some of the comments that she gave to you for the questions that you asked? She said that, like she spends the night at Jeanette McCurdy's house a lot, and they're like they're like now best friends for seven years of friendship and being with the cast. Mhm. I think if I was you know working with someone almost every single day for seven years, I would definitely become very very close with them. So that's very exciting. Yeah. So tell us about the red carpet. Like, was there just a ton of people there? Was it so chaotic? There was, like, over 200 press that interviewed, and they actually had an orange carpet. Awesome. For the Nick, of course, is orange. Yeah. And, like, when I was waiting in the waiting room, they're, like, um, calling all sorts of people over the the whole, um, the whole U.S., um, not the U.S., but the whole world, like Africa, England, Australia. Mm-hmm. Italy, yeah, it was so crazy. I know, like, that must be so crazy. Yeah. That's such a huge event, too. I mean, like, it must have, there must have just been so, so many people. Oh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. like, I saw these kids, I saw a lot of people, they're, like, screaming, and announcers like, everybody, Kelly Osborne. They're like, oh, yeah, love you. And mm-hmm. then, like, when Big Time Rush came by, everybody was screaming, and I was interviewing somebody, and my mic actually caught the screaming. Uh-huh. Was it just like, oh, yeah, in the background? That's so fun. Yeah. I think one of the best part about being on the red carpet is, like, seeing the reactions of all of the fans when their favorite star goes walking down. So that's very cool. So yeah. tell us about... Um, 
some of your other interviews and some of the other people that you got to see? Um, the cast of Super Ninjas, well, like, they, um, some of the, what, the girl had to train to do, like, the jujitsu mm-hmm. and, like, the karate, because all she does was dance, but she had to do a lot of training, and, mm-hmm. and, um, the other guy, I think his name is Ryan Potter, um, he did one year of Taekwondo, so it was kind of easy for him, but he had to learn more moves. Because, like, maybe extra combo moves. And the other person, um, he said he took a few days, so he kind of had a little bit more training. Uh, he had to have, like, a little bit more training than Ryan Potter. Mm-hmm. So what was your overall favorite part about the red carpet? Um, seeing all the fans just scream when the announcer, like, announces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because, like, I saw the McLean sisters, and this little girl, she's like, China! And she's like, <laughs> yelling. And then, and then she's like, and then, like, for the 20th time, she's like, China! <laughs> and then China's like, oh, hi! And then, like, she's like, China blew a kiss. And she's like, and then the little girl, she's like, oh! And, and she catched it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah. So, what was your favorite interview, do you think? My favorite interview has to be Miranda Cosgrove, because iCarly is my favorite show on Nick. Is it? Yeah, and she's super nice. Well, it sounds like you had an overall super fun time, and I watched um, the Kids' Choice Awards on TV, and, you know, it was so, it looked so cool, and I think it's so cool that you got to be able to see all of those people. It sounds like such an amazing time, and I'm so glad that you got to do that as a big red carpet event. Well, it looks like we're out of time, Cheyenne. Thank you for telling us all about the Kids' Choice Awards. Thank Let's you for take a break. Me. Oh, yeah, definitely. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. 
Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. And welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Giovanni, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now we're going to be talking with Cheyenne and Morgan, and we were just talking with Cheyenne, but we're going to be talking about Alvin and the Chipmunks Chipwrecked and the red carpet for the DVD release and the concert that also was celebrating the DVD release of that new film. So, Cheyenne, I just talked to you, and it was nice to talk to you again, but Morgan, how are you doing today? Good. Awesome. So, Cheyenne, why don't you tell us a little bit about the red carpet for the DVD release of Alvin and the Well, it was great. There was a lot of new stars, and I got to, I got to meet Jason Lee, who played David in Alvin and the Chipmunks, and Ariana Grande from Victorious was there, and mm-hmm. she got to perform on the concert, and she was great. Awesome. Yeah, I think she's an amazing singer, isn't she? Yeah. So, Morgan, why don't you tell us about some of the people that you got to meet on the red carpet? Well, it was pretty much a great, great thing and an honor to do it. I mean, and plus you get to meet brand new people. And I got to meet the creators of um, Albany Chipmunks and uh, Chip Pets. So that was actually very exciting to mm-hmm. just find out about them and and I so I got to um we get to interview the um band Mm -hmm. so that was pretty exciting awesome so Morgan why don't you tell me who you think your favorite interview was or who your favorite person was to see on the red carpet um I I would probably say the band. Honestly, and Cheyenne, I, who do you think your favorite um, person was to interview or to see on the red carpet? My favorite was Ariana Grande because she was my favorite character from Victorious, and I finally got to meet her. Wow. Yeah, she's my favorite character from Victorious, too. So why don't you tell me what you thought of the concert for the Alvin and the Chipmunks DVD release? I thought the concert was great. Honor Society, which Morgan said the band, um, they played some music. They did some music. They did about um, all their songs from their album, and then Ariana Grande is a special guest to um, perform at the concert, and she she was amazing. Mm-hmm. Was she? Yeah. So, Morgan, why don't you tell me a little bit about the concert and your experience with that? And also tell me about the fans. You know, what were the fans like there? Well, they were all very good. And, um, Honor Society was very great. And I also liked their dancing. And I liked the... Um, I like Alvin and the Chipmunks because they actually came out in oh, wow. Kids First. Awesome. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. And today we will be talking about the Alvin and the Chipmunks Chipwrecked and the concert for the DVD release of that film. And we'll also be talking about the film. And also we will be reviewing the new film starring Julia Roberts, Mirror Mirror, and The Hunger Games. So right now we're talking about Alvin and the Chipmunks Shipwrecked, and we were just talking with Morgan and Cheyenne about the concert and how much fun they had. So now we're going to talk a little bit about the film. So Cheyenne, why don't you tell us, you know, a brief plot line of what this film is? I also liked it because um, the name is the Chipheads got to dance with with um, the Chipmunks. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that, and that was cute. And 
Um, I mean, it was pretty good. And mm-hmm. then there was somebody called, um, the Simon. Mm-hmm. But he got bit by a spider, so he thought his name was Simone. <laughs> so, why don't you tell us what it was like, you know, meeting some of the people that you saw in the movie on the red carpet and then seeing them on a movie? You know, what was like? what was that like for you? That was awesome. I mean, Dave was there. That was pretty cool. And um, mm-hmm. that was awesome about that because he got to actually jump in. And he was one of the main characters. And that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And so since this movie is coming out on DVD very soon, what... Um, what age group would you recommend this film for? And what, you know, people would you recommend to go buy this film? I think all ages from mm-hmm. the 1950s. I mean, those parents and people and grandmas and grandpas haven't seen it forever. So it would be a good, it would be a great, thing for them to see again. I mean, they would probably love it, and they would probably, mm-hmm. like, be able to see it, and plus say, um, that it's pretty good, and that the chip Awesome. Pack, and the chip pack, they're brand new, so that'll be actually pretty excited for them to see. Yeah, well, I loved the first two Chipmunk movies, so I'm very excited to get the new Chipmunk Chipwrecked film on DVD. Well, it looks like we're out of time, Cheyenne and Morgan. Thank you so much for telling us all about the concert celebrating the DVD release and the red carpet and getting to see all of the fans and the actors and actresses. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long Film Critics Boot Camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. 
You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. And welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the very popular new film, The Hunger Games, which I am honestly, like, such a Hunger Games fan. It's kind of embarrassing. I've seen the movie, like, four times already, and I'm going to see it again. I've already promised, like, three different people that I'll watch it with them again. So, yeah, I've seen it a ton of times, and I absolutely love it. And we have with us today Blake who also saw the film. So how are you doing today, Blake? I'm doing great. Awesome. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this movie and, you know, its plot? Well, The Hunger Games is about kind of a post-apocalyptic world in the future uh, for America. And uh, there's 12 districts, and all of them have to, every year there's a, thing called the hunger games and all of them have to compete with each other they select the capital which is the big city of um just the the big city kind of like the new york of this uh place in america they select one boy and one girl from the 12 districts to fight to death on live television katniss everdeen is the main character in this movie played by jennifer lawrence and i think she did a really great job just doing it and uh, she volunteers to take her younger sister's place for the latest match. So, so why don't you tell us what you thought? Um, you know, what are your initial thoughts on this Well, uh, for The Hunger Games, I definitely did read the book. And which, I, I absolutely love the book. It was actually one of the best, best books I've read at that time. So I think the movie, the movie did an amazing job staying true to the book. I mean, there are a couple parts that they took out, but, you know, it was okay that they took them out because they didn't really do well for the story anyway. So uh, mm -hmm. I, I thought they were good decisions that they went with that. And I was over, overall really impressed with the movie, really captured the mood of the books. Mm -hmm. Well, I absolutely love the books. And I actually read the books um, a couple years ago. And, so, and I loved them. I read all of them. Well, I read the first two and then half of the third one and with my friends and we all absolutely loved it. And we're like, oh, it would be so cool if they made a movie about this. And then a year later, we're like, oh, they're making a movie. And um, I absolutely loved the movie. I thought it did stay very true to the book. And like you said, there were some parts that were left out, but it wasn't, you know, super important that it was going to damage the movie. So why don't you tell us about your opinion on the visual effects? Because in my opinion, I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. The yeah, in this movie, the, the photography was, it was really gritty and really cool. Like, like I was saying earlier, it stays really true to the books, like the, the shakiness and franticness. So in the movie, a lot of the photography was, felt like you were right there with the person, um, with all the people around you, because most of the time, the camera was being held by somebody. And it was like they were shaking, like, you know, uh, it just brought all this huge thing of realism to the film. And I really liked that. I feel like the visual effects far surpassed my expectations, and I am just like chomping at the bit for the next movie, Catching Fire, to come out, even though it's not coming out till like next year. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to go see that one. So I, this film definitely got me hooked. And um, like I said before, I'm going to see it three more times. So I'm just I'm obsessed with this movie. So anyway, why don't you tell us what your favorite character would be in this film? Uh, well, my favorite character in this movie would probably have to be PETA, just because, well, actually, earlier this year, I um, I was doing an interview of uh, Josh Hutcherson for Journey 2, so it was really cool to see him in this action movie, you know, having him being one of the main characters and seeing him, in, um, seeing him play such a great role for uh, Peter, PETA, because when I read the books, you know, Josh Hutcherson actually popped into my head as a great person to cast for a film if they were going to make it. So he was absolutely my favorite. I think he did a great job with, you know, uh, the emotion and the chemistry between Katniss was, you know, it was great. 
Absolutely. I think Peta is definitely one of my favorite characters. And Katniss, of course, I love her. And, um, she, you know, she did a great job in this film. And I thought the realism that she brought to the film was fantastic. And um, I think if I had to pick a favorite scene, it would probably be when Peta and Katniss are first coming to the Capitol and, you know, seeing, like, the different ways of life because the only ways of life that they've known really is, I mean, their district. And it's very um, dirty, like, it's it's very poverty-stricken. And something that I love about this movie is the symbolism that they have, where the capital is just, like, nobody there has a care in the world, and they all wear these vibrant, bright clothing. And then the first district is, you know, fairly nice, considering that it is one of the districts. And then the farther it goes down to District 10, 11, and 12, it just gets darker and darker and darker. And I thought with the costumes and with the lighting and um, the scenery, I thought they did a very good job of portraying the different ways of life in the different areas. Honestly, one of my favorite scenes in the movie uh, was when they first introduced Haymitch, which was their mentor for the Hunger Games, both Katniss and Peeta's mm-hmm. mentor, who taught them. Um, I just love the whole introduction of them. I mean, Woody Allen, he, 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 was so, he was so, so funny in this movie. And I think, like, when I think of uh, Hamish, I think of Woody Allen because he's, he plays such a great role being Hamish because it really captures his character in the book. So I love that whole infamous, you know, he, he's famous for being, you know, kind of a silly drunk mentor. And, like, you don't know if you can trust him or not, but you definitely can. And I think this scene uh, really brought uh, my thoughts from the book to, to life. Absolutely. I think I definitely agree with you. He was perfect for this role. And I loved Woody Allen in um, Zombieland, which is one of my other favorite movies. And I thought, you know, he sort of played like the drunk redneck who was mentoring the other main character. And so I think he he was perfect for this role in The Hunger Games as Hamish because he did a fantastic job portraying the character just like it was in the book. So what did you think about the emotion in this film? It's definitely very dark if you really think about it. I mean, it's kids killing other kids for, you know, the entertainment of the capital and the people. I would absolutely give it five stars as well. I am so, I loved this movie so much, as you could probably tell by my obsessive commenting on everything. Um, yeah, I thought <laughs> the film was fantastic. It definitely is a must-see for everybody. When I went to the theaters, um, all the times I went, there was just like lines all around the movie theater. So it is definitely very popular. Um, so Blake, what do you think some of the biggest morals and messages are that The Hunger Games puts out? Um, for The Hunger Games, one of the biggest morals and messages that I think for this movie probably had to be, you know, the connection between the ones who you love. And because, I mean, uh, Kenneth Everdeen, she volunteered to take her younger sister's place mm-hmm. for the latest Hunger Games match. And I thought that scene right there was just, it, w- it was really, there was a lot of emotion in that scene because she's basically risking her life for her little sister. So I'm really Absolutely. glad she did that. Yeah, it really shows how much uh, one can uh, love another. Mm-hmm. It was really an think- act. Of selflessness there. So, what age group would you recommend this film for? Uh, definitely thirteen and up. In this movie, this mm-hmm. movie is very intense. It is very good, but I think a lot of young children would be very scared because in the movie there are some uh, pretty young kids that end up dying, and it is pretty gruesome how they die, and there is blood. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think it's suitable for children mm-hmm. uh, under thirteen, but. Uh, Everybody above that would love this movie. Absolutely. Well, I think you and I both agree that this is a fantastic five-star film that everybody should see at least once. It looks like we're out of time, but Blake, thank you so much for telling everybody, all of our audience, about The Hunger Games. And I can't wait to go see it again and also for Catching Fire to come out. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids.
Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. I'm your host, Raven Devani, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss Mirror Mirror, which is the new Snow White and Seven Dwarfs film starring Julia Roberts. And we have with us today Anthony. So how are you doing today, Anthony? Good. How are you? I'm good. So why don't you tell us all about this twist on the classic Snow White tale? Well, this movie was all about, like, Snow White, who was trying who, like, met the seven dwarves because the me- her, mean old her mean old stepmother was trying to kill her. So um, the seven dwarves helped her out, and then she met a prince. So um, now they're just trying to protect Snow White from the queen. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think what is very interesting um, that this Snow White film came out is also another Snow White film is coming out this year, Snow White and the Huntsman, which is um, geared toward an older age range showing Kristen Stewart. But I also think it's cool that uh, two Snow White films came out in a very short period of time, you know, within the same time range of each other. So I think it's kind of cool. Snow White is very popular. So, Anthony, what are your initial thoughts on this film? Well, it's like this movie was great. It has lots of action, lots of funny parts, and mostly I think so many people would love this. You think it's good for all age ranges? So how many stars do you think you would give this film on a scale of one to five? Probably give it just um, five, actually, because it's a really good movie. There's so much. So much good parts. I can't think of anything that I I would change my mind about. Mhm. So, 
So what did you think about the cinematography and the visual effects in this film? I, I liked it a lot, especially with some of the action parts. Like there's this one time where the mean queen made the prince fall in love with puppy love. So like she threw a book out the window uh-huh. and he ran all down all of the stairs of the castle just to get that book. <laughs> it sounds very funny. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the emotion of the film? I know it's sort of in a trend that, you know, Jessica Snow White is a girl doesn't mean she can't fight her own battles. So she's sort of, um, you know, standing up to the to the queen herself. So why don't you tell us about the emotion in the film? Is it funny? Is it sad? You know, what is it? It's really funny because it's really funny. Um, some parts are kind of sad. And, like... It's, uh, like, um, Snow White, she couldn't stand up to her for the queen. She'll stand up to the queen. She can fight a real battle. She helps the seven dwarves sometimes, too. So, I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, what do you think your favorite scene would be in this film? Hmm. My favorite scene in the film is probably... When uh, um, the black magic, the mean queen is using black magic against everyone, uh, against the seven dwarves and Snow White. So the puppets are attacking the seven dwarves while Cinderella is coming to get them. And they're all huge since it's black magic. So Cinderella comes over, Uh gets a sword, and cuts the strings off of the puppets so they fall down. So she saved the seven dwarves. And another part is when um, the queen, she has a special mirror that when she says, mirror, mirror, on the wall, she walks to the mirror. Then she pops up in the middle of nowhere at a secret fortress where she uses the black magic. So what do you think your favorite character would be in this film? Um, I said probably the prince. Because he is so funny. All of the parts he does. And I think so many people would like him. He's a good character, just like Snow White is. Snow White's also a really good character. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about the morals and messages that this film puts out to audiences? Well, the message is probably stand up for yourself and stand up for others. Mm-hmm. And so how do you think, I know that the seven dwarves in this film were sort of modernized. So what did you think about the seven dwarves and their personalities in this film? Well, their personalities was really funny. They are really smart. But sometimes they'd be bad and steal things from from the village. But sometimes, this is what happens. They mm-hmm. steal things from the queen and bring it back to the village so they can ha- have food mm-hmm. because they have no food at all. Mm-hmm. And so what do you think audiences will be able... How do you think like audiences will be able to relate to this twist on a classic tale? Do you think that they'll be able to relate to it more than they would have to the older version? Probably, yes, because they like they could stand up for others and help other people. Like, don't steal, but if you steal from someone, like, give it back. Don't just run away with it mm-hmm. or find out who is it. You're listening to Kids for Coming Fractions on the Voice America Kids Network. And today we are reviewing Mirror Mirror, which is the new modern twist on the classic Snow White tale starring Julia Roberts. And Anthony was just telling me all about this film and how he really likes it. And it teaches you all about standing up for yourself. And he says it's very, very funny. So, Anthony, what did you think about the overall production of this film? The overall production was great. Everything was perfect. They they put so much action. They had some romance in it. They um they had some sad parts in it. They they had everything that someone wouldn't want. Mhm. So you think it's good for you know everybody? You think that 
a parent would be able to take their child to it and get a good laugh out of it? Well, maybe I would probably say five and up because of some mm-hmm. kids, they might like go like, ah, with all the sword fighting, the, like um, the towers that maybe some kids might be afraid of heights. Um, there's a lot of different stuff, like stealing, hanging up people. Uh, I don't, I just think probably five and up would like it. Mm-hmm. And what did you think about the acting in this? You know, how do you think the Queen did, and how do you think Snow White did in there as their roles? Well, I thought everyone had some action in this movie. Like, some people had to have some action in it. Because with all the mm-hmm. sword fighting, the black magic, and, like, it just really pays off. It's it's like all this waiting was worth it to watch the movie. Mm-hmm. And what do you think, you know, did you relate to a specific character anyway? Maybe was there a specific uh, dwarf that you were able to relate to the most? I'm not really sure if I had someone to relate to the most. Um, mm-hmm. You're not sure? I don't really. No. So what do you think is another really big universal message that is able to be portrayed from this modern twist on the classic tale, besides, you know, just standing up for yourself. Another message. Probably another message just might be, like, don't really steal or you'll, like, you'll have to pay for the consequences. Or, like, Mm -hmm. um, don't like another reason. Don't back down. Keep never on. back. I think those are fantastic messages to get out to audience members. Well, it looks like we're out of time, Anthony. Thank you so much for telling me and our audience all about this new Mirror Mirror, which is a modern twist on Snow White, and it's starring Julia Roberts. So be sure to go catch it in theaters before it scurries away. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and see your favorite up-and-coming film critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm Raven Devaney signing out, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week. Bye.